Yeah, totally. No, no, no. Yeah. It's a it's a much different level of uh, intimacy when you can <laughs> get in deep with someone, and especially too, like I don't know if you if you feel like you can. I do a lot of interviews, um, not on podcasts, mm-hmm. but on other stuff, and it's like if you feel like you can dig in past something that they've tried to hide or tried to felt like they had to hide for a long time. You know, when I was doing the interviews for Better, like just a lot of people crying, a lot of mainly women, but you know, just just like breaking down and talking about food and talking about how much this has meant to them their entire lives. I interviewed my mom and, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just super deep and rough. And so, yeah, that's, that stuff is intriguing to me or uh, important to me just because I'm you know, like, shit, real human interaction. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then how do we reduce the division is the next question on my list. <laughs> reduce the division of between people, mankind. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard thing, man. It it's really hard because when you argue with people on the internet, even if they're like valid arguers and they have better viewpoints than you maybe, it's just so hard to get to the bottom. Um excuse me. I tend to focus I try to focus on like what I want and what they want and trying to find the middle ground of what those things are. So for instance, we're arguing if, if you and I, um, you know, if I'm a supporter of one of the candidates currently mm-hmm. and you are the opposite, then like we're going to find a lot of things to disagree about that are like very, um, very meme based, mm-hmm. very mean based, very like just, well, he said this and then he did that and then this and this and that guy sucks and he's an asshole and all those things. Right. Those those are like easy to argue about and they're almost unsolvable mm-hmm. so also a lot of when those I'm, are pretty much true <laughs> yeah 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 they they're probably both terrible in a lot of ways and we, <laughs> we both are in situations that we don't really want to be in and like oh, it's yeah. just it's, it's just gross all the way around right and so i think that we're not going to see eye to eye on that stuff and if you take something like abortion say for example you know within the baha'i faith at least they're like you're not going to make friends talking about that. Like try to Mm -hmm. find things to agree on. Try not to focus on things that are divisive. So hopefully what you can do and hopefully what I try to do is like take the big thing, you know, so it's like Trump and Biden, whatever. And then like talk about what we actually want from a candidate. Like, what do you mm-hmm. want? What, what's important to you? And you're like, okay, cool. And then, you know, someone will say like, I want these three things. If they, if they can think about that, a lot of times they don't think about that. A lot of times it's all like, well, I don't want this and I hate him because of that. And I will, and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about the thing that <laughs> matters to you that you care about that you want. You know, you want to create a utopia. Let's start with the shit that you like, not the stuff you hate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talk about that and then hopefully we can agree on those on something in there and then you could dig down a little bit more and you could find the reasons you agree. And then you could dig down a little bit more and you can find maybe something like to, to really touch each other as humans and and really get to that common core. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. and then reestablish some sort of relationship. And this is almost impossible to do online. So it's, it's like a really tough thing because you need to have like a sit down conversation that takes a little while. And then hopefully you can build that back up and you're like, okay, so we agree on this one common core thing about like what makes us human together, caring about the world. Awesome. Okay. So can we agree on this supposition? Like, okay, we want a candidate that does X, Y, Z. Yes. 
can we agree, or X, not even YZ, just like X, <laughs> like keep it simple. Okay, yeah. can we agree that these, this is the way that would be best to go about that thing? Mm-hmm. Well, he, no, don't, don't care about that. Can we agree on this one, like, theoretical way to approach this? Yes. Okay, cool. So then you, like, build it up, and then maybe you can get back to, like, at least for this one piece of, inf- of um, policy, like, we agree on something. Cool. Yeah. So we're not a hundred percent divisive over like red man bad, blue man good, sold. Like right. Mm-hmm. Like we have some sort of crossover, and like if you do that on a process of enough things, then eventually you could get to a part where like hopefully you would share some humanity and be like, yeah, I, I still am going to vote for my dude and you vote for your dude. Fine, but like at least we can see each other as humans that have concurrent thoughts that don't all fight each other mm-hmm. and and we can take something from that and go to the next conversation and hopefully not be like yeah f that guy he believes in the red guy you know mm-hmm. orange guy however you want to say <laughs> uh, but um yeah that's what i would say yeah, yeah that's what i try to do which is not easy because mm-hmm. you have to it's like four or five levels of digging yeah. down and getting to that core and then building back up and you have to do that for everything but mm-hmm. i don't know a better way to handle that at all mm-hmm. Besides finding stuff to agree on, this like very base level stuff. Yeah, no, and I have a hard time with that as well. I, I mean, I've been trying to talk to a friend in this sort of long form. Like, I'll take the time to compose a message whenever I have the time and like respond. And it's like, it's so hard to do it that way. But like, it's the only way to bridge the gap. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes time. I mean, with any relationship, whether it's your significant other or your parents or anything like that, it is, it, it, it takes a lot of time to get underneath the feelings of, or supposed feelings of malice or, or, uh, I don't know, just all the things that go along that we, that we dislike each other for, mm-hmm. even if we like each other and we just dislike the candidate or whatever it happens to be any topic, right? peeling away all those um, different uh, pieces of the onion and getting to the core of it is important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and this question is, this next question is sort of one of the main things that I find is kind of a core disagreement. And so it's like, do you believe humans are evil by nature is the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't... I am much more a proponent of the idea that there is no unselfish act. You know, that's like something I believe in. And I don't, I think that humans by themselves entirely, I don't think you can progress in society at all. Certainly not nowadays in 2020. um, uh, By being evil. Like by, by having, even if everything you do is from like a core principle of being evil, you still ha- would have to constantly make concessions to help yourself out and help others in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Even the worst CEO that's like, people want to claim that guy's evil. He does this. It's like, he's going to do evil stuff, but he's still trying to do good stuff. He or she for like the shareholders and his family and the other people that buy the product and all those things. He might be doing terrible stuff to others, but it's like it's hard to say he's evil because he's just that person is just maximizing whatever return they can on their specific job. And other evil serial killers, whatever you want to say, uh, 
It's like they're evil, but they're not. I I, I think they're they're just like weak and childish and unformed and trying to do the one thing that makes them feel like they have any sort of humanity whatsoever. And if that's killing someone, then that's one thing, but I don't think it's, it's a weird way in my mind. It's here. It's hard to call that pure evil or coming from being evil. When in a lot of cases, I would say that they're just trying to be loved. Like their brains broke, like clearly like they're they're psychotic and like shit doesn't the wires are crossed and all that but like at the core of it they probably just want love or humanity or some kindness or some something that would have fixed that a long time ago they may be way past it by the time that they're actually killing people but like they wanted they needed something that we all need and i think if you're craving as a human being, if you're craving some sort of other connection and love from a human being, I think that that is the opposite of evil. And so how could you be based on evil if that's what we all need? And the lack thereof probably leads to what we call evil. So that's what I would say. Yeah. But that's not, but, but like, I, like I started out with, like, there's no unselfish act in, in my opinion. And however you want to people people get worried about the um semantics of that but but basically everything you do has some sort of selfish nature to it even if it's purely uh philanthropic you're still doing it in my opinion to like make yourself feel good about doing a good thing because we obviously feel good when we do good things yeah and that's still even if no one knows about it you still know about it even if you go into a burning building and save a kid and it's like a very heroic thing and like you could have died and you could have done all those things. I still just believe you do it because you're the type of person that does that sort of thing in that moment. Like going Mm -hmm. back to my other supposition is like in that moment, you did the thing that you were designed to do at that moment. And so, so you, you had to do that and to not do that, you would actually be like causing yourself harm. You would be invalidating who you are as say, for instance, a, um, a, uh, an EMT or a, a firefighter or whatever it happens to be like you, you, you lose part of yourself by not doing the thing that you were designed to do in that moment. And so that's like selfish. It's not a selfish act in the terms of it's a, it's a self-preservational. That's the wrong word. Cause you could die, but it is an <laughs> act that is that, that, that allows you to be the thing that you need to be. It's not purely outside of yourself for someone else. I don't think that's really possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my take on that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future? Well, I mean, in terms of uh, climate change and all that, I think we have a lot of shit to figure out. Um, and I think we are incredibly resourceful and are going to be able to figure that out, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to suck. And I don't, I'm not really worried about like us all dying, but I'm, I'm worried about <laughs> that at all. Actually. I mean, humans are going to, we're like fucking cockroaches. We're yeah. going to be fine, but, <laughs> but uh, there might be less of us, but, um, <laughs> I'm more, yeah, you know, I mean, to me, I'm like, I don't want the animals to die. I don't want our, um, our addiction to palm oil for one reason or another to kill all the orangutans. That's like a problem to me. Um, so I, I worry about that stuff, like the, 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 the animals, flora and fauna disappearing forever. That's really scary to me. Cause like that's billions of years, millions of years to be able to bring them back. Um, but aside from that, I think that we are 
you know, we, we're in the safest time it's ever, let's, let's say last year in 19, in uh, 2019, <laughs> we were in the safest time it had ever been in, in the history of humanity. Um, we had more people out of abject poverty than has ever existed in humanity. The average lifespan, the average, um, you know, ability to just have a home and have food and have all those things is far greater than it's ever been throughout the course of humanity. So like we're killing it in like so many different ways. It doesn't feel like that. And we have absolute big catastrophic um, societal problems that are going to be facing us because we're killing it in a lot of ways. It's, that's the weird, that's the double-edged sword, mm-hmm. right? People are depressed because we created antidepressants and because we also got, we forgot and or talked ourselves out of, or uh, Madison Avenue, uh, talked us out of doing the things that we knew that were good for us so that it could sell us more shit, right? So when you could just go walk through the forest in the sunshine and undoubtedly feel better about things, it's like way easier to just take some drugs, not, not, you know, over the counter drugs, um, or prescription drugs, rather it's, it's easy, easier to take a pill and, and quote unquote feel better. Um, I think that's doing ourselves a huge disservice as humans to think that that's actually a solution. So we've created a ton of problems in those regards for mental health that we haven't figured out how to deal with. And obviously the opiate crisis and all that's like huge problems, um, which we're sort of coming around on, um, so I'm meandering a bit. I would say that we are going to be fine, but we are in a rough patch. And I would say from a like AI slash um, machine learning standpoint, like we're going to be fucked in 20 years. Like we're not because <laughs> we're going to have all this cool shit for like immediately, easily, all these, like all these things are just going to be done. Like when you think about truck drivers, for example, and not to get too far into the weeds with, with all the Andrew Yang stuff, but like I love you're talking about that. truck. <laughs> yeah, he's great, man. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love his ideas, man. I would vote for him in a heartbeat right yeah, now. Definitely. Um, so, you know, he's talking about UBI and he's talking about like, well, all these truck drivers are going to be out of business. Like we're going to have automated trucks and that's what's going to happen. And there's nothing going to stop that essentially. Right. So like, what do they do? And you're like, man, this world's going to be rough. Like they're going to have to find purpose and usefulness and like a thing to do. So you, you have on the one hand, you have like we've created inestimable wealth it, it, at this point, 20 years from now. And in now today, it's still in a reason in a way. But um, we've created this inestimable wealth that machines are making stuff for us for free, essentially. And how do we and redistributes the wrong word, how do we all take um, advantage of what human beings have been able to create to, to, to make that machine for this inestimable wealth? Um, yeah. Inestimable. I've said that poorly like four times now. Um, <laughs> how do we do that? And, you know, those are some things we're absolutely going to have to come to terms with and we're going to have to stop using words like, oh, that's socialism, that's communism, that's mm-hmm. this. When applied to those specific things, granted, there's a lot of communism talk these days, which I have grave disagreements with, but um, we're going to have to come to the bottom of, of that stuff and be like, no, this is something that all of mankind has created over the last thousands of years, millennia, whatever, and that we can all utilize in a way to make us all better, stronger, happier, you know, increase human potential immeasurably. Yeah. Uh, 
So <laughs> it's a big topic. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, but with that, what are you optimistic about for our future? I always like dig down into the depths and then kind of try and bring it up a little bit more <laughs> with optimism yeah, yeah, questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to come from a a level of the whole world versus my own little world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully um, in the near future, uh, my wife and I, she'll get pregnant. We'll have a kid, something like that. It'd be awesome. You know, so like me personally, I have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I love my house. Next year, we're going to have more tomatoes. That's going to be awesome. Like there's so many cool things that just happen within my own little world that I'm endlessly grateful for. And you know, brick madness is coming out. Better's coming out. These these things are happening. I have a job and a roof over my head and food, and, and they're just like we made eggnog. I'm gonna go drink eggnog tonight, and I've never made eggnog cool. before, and I'm really stoked about that. <laughs> um, so the, from from those like completely opposite of you know worldwide catra- catastrophe sorts of situations, like there's a lot of things in my own little world that I'm very excited about. Um, in terms of the world itself, it's hard to say what we can do. I, I think, you know, finding ways to deal with, uh, what do you want to say? Economic inequity is, or inequality, inequality is a better word than equity in my estimation for this sort of thing. Um, economic inequality is a, you know, huge problem. And, and and I think there are ways to deal with that that are not just redistribution and they are not um, starting from, uh, I just, I, I don't like the way a lot of people go about it on certain sides of the equation. So what I'm trying to say is what I want to do is stop uh, money laundering. I want to stop people in the Cayman Islands being able to put all their trillions of dollars there. I want to stop um, the big companies like Google and Apple being able to go start up in Ireland. I love Ireland, but they go there so they don't have to pay taxes. Like there's a crazy amount of things just in the financial realm that happened that were not possible in the same sort of way 50 years ago, or just didn't happen on the same sort of scale because we have such these, these such monolithic, um, you know, massive multinational corporations that didn't exist in the past. And so I think just even solving some of those problems and then working on some UBI stuff and taking data into, um, you know, from a Yang perspective, taking <laughs> big data and all of um, what we are as humans, which is allowing these, the FANG companies, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, uh, Netflix, and and Google to, um, and Microsoft, uh, to be able to profit off of who we are and our data. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and that's really what it comes down to. It's like, how do we make sure that we're getting free shit, but like, it's not worth it. Not worth it. If they're trillionaires, you know, if they're, if they're having these billion, these trillion dollar companies, I don't, I don't think that's quite a fair trade. So Mm -hmm. anyway, looking at that sort of situation and, and trying to deal with those inequalities, I think can lead us to, an incredible future that a lot of uh, that, that we all deserve as humans, but that some deserve more than others, I guess, <laughs> from an animal, animal farm perspective. Mm-hmm. But, um, but um, no, no, no. I, I just, I just think that there's, when you think about the 18, 1840s or something, you know, 1800s, whatever it is, 
and you read the stories about like, um, like you literally had one dress. You had one dress for all week and then you had one dress for Sunday and that's all you had. There was two dresses and your mom made the dress. And like, if you, if you messed it up, you had to get it repaired and that's all you had. And you, you didn't get to go to the store and buy what you wanted to eat. You had gruel or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. You had the same shitty food every day. And like, we might've been happier in a way, but we also, you know, just didn't have much. And people were dying when they were 20 because they couldn't get basic medical needs met. And I'm talking about, you know, like in America, um, mm-hmm. this, some of these things still exist worldwide, but, um, like, we've just been able to make stuff and, and create such, you know, inestimable, inestimable wealth within the world that like we can, we will eventually come to the point where that is more available to all of us without so much of the downsides. And I think that's going to be an incredible future. And we've already seen that. I think we just need to be, in my opinion, be to, need to be a little bit more grateful for it nowadays. Like we already have this. I'm not saying like tomorrow it'll be better and all this shit will be fixed. I don't mm-hmm. think that at all. I think 100%. Like I go into the store sometimes and I'm like, that costs that much, that little? Like that's nothing. How can you buy a shirt for $4? Like it's not a great shirt. It's at Walmart or whatever. And it's like not a shirt I want to own necessarily. But like the idea that that even exists is like, I don't get it. Like my brain doesn't wrap around that stuff sometimes. Also in the opposite um, direction too. Like my wife was trying to make a vegan cheesecake and like vegan mm -hmm. cream cheese was like, eight dollars for like you know like a small little container it's like sure yeah yeah yeah. and it's it's two things it's it's economies (laughs) of scale they just don't make enough of it obviously sure and it's also like we'll see what these suckers will pay you know (laughs) oh yeah they know they can get it out of you and it doesn't you know it's it's good i mean if she's got a reason to be vegan and if you guys are doing it for no for the right reasons or whatever it's then it's a awesome. friend of ours is vegan and so it's like we were just trying uh, to be nice but then it's like damn I'm not paying eight dollars for like this amount of cheesecake so we'd have to buy like four of them to like actually make a cheesecake anyway so we didn't end up doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know first world problems white people right. problems yeah exactly I mean, yeah i mean it's totally like, damn it my vegan cheesecake was too expensive this week <laughs> son of a bitch yeah i mean you know our you know, people toiled throughout history of mankind like literally working themselves to death so that we can complain about cheesecake <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's a that's a good i'm talking to you through fucking magic man yeah i mean oh, you yeah. think about that stuff it's like how is it you know that's that's that louis ck louis ck bit i don't know if you remember that but he's like you know i'm in a chair in the sky mm-hmm. like i'm using a self can you wait a second it's yeah. literally going to space to make this send this text message mm-hmm. and what were you even gonna say whatever bullshit like come on <laughs> No one even needs to hear what you have to say, and yet you're mm-hmm. mad at it. You just found out this thing existed 10 seconds ago, and you're already angry about it. Yeah, we should just have a little respect for what we've been able to do as a species, I think. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of gratitude in order. Uh, yeah. That's what and, I look at. It makes me with, feel better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with that, what makes <laughs> yeah. you content? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's such simple things. I, it's hard. My, my dirty little secret is that like, cause I own my own business along with my partner and you know, and like, I'm so, so we're self-employed. We get to sort of come in and we get to work when we want to and not when we don't really want to. I still put in a full week every week, but it's often difficult 
I think, to do that. And, um, you know, I'm married now and my, my house is more in order than it has been in the past. There's more nice stuff there. We got our, um, you know, she's got a couple cats. Um, and we have, uh, I live on two thirds of an acre here in the city of Fresno. And so we have room and we have stuff and it's like, I'm very content to sit at home and read a book and be next to the fireplace and have the cats there hanging out and have my wife hanging out and just like, like be so comfortable. And, and so, and like, that does strike me at times. I'm like, this was the thing I was trying to work toward for a long time. I didn't realize it was this, but this is absolutely what I wanted. However many decades ago or whatever we, you know, you have these sort of ephemeral ideas of like, what would be nice. Right. So that's that, that's so contented. Um, and so the point of that is like, it's hard to, Sometimes it's hard to pull yourself out of that. You're like, I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty nice in here. The temperature's nice. I finally got AC in this damn house. You know, we didn't have that for a long time. It's like you start checking these things off the box and I feel super bougie being like, no, we have AC and heat now. It's crazy. But, um, you know, you, you get to you get to be comfortable. And and so I've always have this this argument with myself about like comfort versus discomfort. Like I have to seek discomfort because everything gets too comfortable and then it's too nice and you don't want to do anything because you're like, fucking, I'm good, man. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. It's great. And so you have to make things hard on yourselves. And sometimes I'm not good at good enough at making things hard on myself, which is (laughs) just weird. This weird um, problem that we have as humans, I guess. Um, But yeah. And, and like, honestly sitting in another example, I would say that's, maybe more specific to me is like sitting in a movie theater and just like, like everything's dark. You're focused. Like you're into this thing. I'm not looking at my phone, not paying attention to anything else. Like I'm just with the story. Um, that is something that I, it's, you're just like, fuck, that's why I go to theaters. That's why I do that thing. That's why movies were made that thing. And, And especially when you feel like the movie was made for you, like something in it just like taps into everything that you love about that medium. Um, yeah, that makes me endlessly content in those two hours to be a, uh, to be a part of that. Just like yeah. spoon fed that like fucking pure, <laughs> pure gnar of, uh, of, of, of cinematic beauty. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't think I've you I've heard the use of the word gnar like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what word do I have? Oh, that one's yeah. fun. I always think about, I always think about words or phrases that like, I know, like just things that I'm like, I've never said that word before. That's neat. I knew that word existed. I read it in books. I heard other people say it. That's my first, I wish I had a list of that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of like the first time I ever said a phrase. Sometimes I do, you know, you say something, just something pops out your head and you're like, I'll bet no one's ever said those words together. That's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. When will you be satisfied? Oh, hopefully never. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, that goes right back to what I was just talking about. Like, if I'm satisfied, then I'm like, well, I'm good here. Mm. See y'all later. I'm going to get fat and stupid. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, mm. I don't think it's a good place to be at all. And I think actually the the more, you know, like it's, I want to be able to temper my own satisfaction. I want to be, because I'm satisfied in so many ways that I wish you know, I, I just need the ability to unsatisfy myself when I want to so that I have the ambition to go seek more satisfaction, um, you know. 
if that's not some Rolling Stone shit, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you don't want to rest on your laurels and just be like, everything's great. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm packing it in. It's just, that seems sucky to me at least. But, you know, I'm speaking for a very privileged point and not like a white privilege, not like a whatever thing, but like just a privilege, like within my life. I'm like, yeah, stuff's cool. I mean, today sucked, but in general, (laughs) things are pretty cool. Right. And we're we're reporting this on like the eve of the election and everything's going to be the apocalypse. But it's it's all it's all kind of subjective anyways. But (laughs) who knows what's going to happen, man? Yeah. And. I don't know. I, it's going to be an interesting month and a half, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not going to, it's nothing's going to be solved tomorrow. I can tell Mm -hmm. you that much. It's Mm going to be weird for a little while and it's already been weird for a long time. And hopefully we come out of it finding some way to just like, (laughs) you know, like when you, when people go to, um, uh, uh, they're they're going to rehab or whatever, right? They have to find their rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe we as a society are going to find <laughs> our rock bottom moment and be like, okay, let's all go to corrective uh, collective rehab and all sort mm-hmm. of like figure this stuff out together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've gotten there yet. I'm not advocating to get there, but it's a thing. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, I don't always ask this question, uh, but whenever I... It, I think the person can handle it. I, I ask it. And just to specifically, uh, a friend of mine told me to add this question to the podcast. And so every time I mention it, he told me that like it makes him like strangely uncomfortable. And so now I'm calling him out even more. <laughs> but uh, what's the point? Hmm. Um, I would say that the point, I can speak as a human because I'm human. I don't think I could speak as anything else. I could say that the point of being human in my best estimation is to reduce um, suffering and increase um, uh, uh, basically thrive. I'm missing the word. Increase happiness and thriving. Happiness is not primary. Flourishing? Increase. What's that? Flourishing? Flourishing. Flourishing is the word I want. Yes. Decrease suffering, increase flourishing. I think as a human, if you can make any small advancement in either of those things, that's a good point. That's a good place to start. And I think that it is very difficult to do that at times, or you feel like you're going backwards, but that's at least something you can offer the world. If you're a net gain to the universe, your world, your country, your city, your household, yourself, then I think that's a good point to start out with. Um, I can't really comment on anything broader than Mm -hmm. that. That's pretty damn broad, but (laughs) because like, I don't, I, the, the, you know, the point of anything else becomes too ephemeral at some point and it doesn't, yeah, sorry. I thought someone came in. It doesn't, uh, it no longer connects with my sensibility of, of being able to take any action to accomplish it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just concepts then. Yeah. That's what I would say. What's, what's, do you have an answer for it? Um, we kind of create our own meaning and it is kind of that for me, but like, yeah, it is that we, we all have to kind of decide what 
the point is for us and it probably is kind of a, a Nietzschean sort of nihilistic like since God is dead and we killed him we have to create our own uh, meaning for our life rather than rely on some sort of superman to come save us or some god or whatever it might be we we all have to create our own meaning and so yeah for for me it is kind of just like make the world a better place leave the world better than when you began in it so <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah I, I you gotta f- you gotta find what road you want to walk down and then just start running down that road because that's going to get you to where you want to be. And then as soon as you realize, get there and you realize it's not where you wanted to be or you needed to keep going, then keep going and just like go on down that road and, and keep, um, keep, keep toiling for something that is worth toiling for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the greatest gift life offers us is to work hard at work at work worth doing is a, paraphrased um tr quote teddy roosevelt quote and you know mm-hmm. i just think that's that's important but you have to obviously that's each person has to figure that out for themselves mm-hmm. yeah you know work hard it's something worth doing and that's mm-hmm. why i feel for those truckers man in 20 <laughs> years in 10 years and whatever it is like 100 mm-hmm. we need to figure that shit out because mm-hmm. i don't want a bunch of pissed off truckers or or not pissed off sad like mm-hmm. like um defeated like um, forlorn, you know, I don't, that makes me feel terrible. And so we got, we got to come up with some solutions. We Mm -hmm. don't want to, uh, in, um, we were, we were in Ireland, uh, last year and, uh, we just were touring around the country just for fun. And it was really cool. Me and my wife and my uh, mom and dad, but anyway, they have, um, they had these walls, these rock walls, sort of there's rock walls everywhere for a variety of reasons, but they had rock walls that were just like climbing up the sides of these hills and, quasi mountains they don't have mountains per se there but um you know they're they're just all sort of why is that there like it was it seemed pretty obvious that you couldn't understand why that existed and it was a um you know so we asked a local or whatever and they're like yeah during 1920 or whenever it happened to be um they're like we had to there was a depression here we had to be able to, the government had to be able to pay people for doing something because they didn't want to give them money for free. So they had them build walls basically to nowhere and for no reason. They're just, it, it was a job, but it didn't have a point really mm. because you, in, in part of it was the, like these people were so um, uneducated that you couldn't give them anything more complicated than just moving rock. So like that was what we had to be able to do. You know, it would have been more work to teach them to do something than it than they would have gotten out of it. So they're at least like fuck, do that. So, so it's it's a weird thing. What people, you know, as a human, you need to be able to feel useful. I think, yeah. and that comes sort of gets back to my utilitarian standpoint. That that gets back to like, what's the point of it? Like, it's feeling like you got something. To, to do to say yeah. to be a part of you know yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's why it's kind of cool like because i didn't drink when i was in college you know like i was saying and um you know you wanted i i sort of wanted a job and part of like why i became a filmmaker or or at least it was like a what do you want to say it, 
it was something that went along with it that made a lot of sense is like, I would just document what was happening, not even necessarily with a video camera, just in my mind, I would write down what people said. I would remember mm-hmm. how people were saying things and, and what the situations were and what the drama of the night was or the funny thing that someone said. And I hung around with what I thought were a lot of funny people. And so you would just have that. And like, I, I needed that. Like at a party where everyone else was getting drunk, I needed to be able to have a point to be there. Yeah. It was different than what their point was. Their point was to get drunk. Great. <laughs> I wanted something else to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Which, um, you know, I just think that's my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have two more of my set questions. Uh, and then I have a, a whole bunch of thoughts. So, <laughs> oh, geez. Well, so, so uh, what, advice do you have for people in general? Oh, geez. That's a very broad question. Um, uh, I, <laughs> okay. So when you are looking at parking spaces, pull <laughs> up to the car in front of you or pull back to the car behind you to make more room for the next cars that are going to come. Think about that process a little bit because there's a place in, you know, in front of our office, you can park six cars there if my, of our van's not there. Cause it's long, but if you could, par- you can park six cars, six vehicles in these spots, but we often only get three or four because people want to leave the other person locked lots of room. There's no reason to do that. You're, you're making someone else walk all the way around the corner, park in some, you know, have to put in a quarter, all those things. Like be aware of that situation and the plan that you are creating uh, tacitly about how that's all going to go together. Because to me, that is uh, a much more transcendent concept of like, be aware of, of the mechanism that you were a part of unwittingly so that you can make it a little bit better. You're not always going to make the right decision. Sometimes you'll do the opposite of what you want. But at least if you think about it, at least you ha- if you had a reason and a plan for what you did, then I think you have the ability to refine it for the next time. If you don't have a plan or a reason for what you did, then you're just like sort of bouncing through a fucking pinball machine. And you're not, a, you're not ever getting better or accomplishing or understanding why things are being done. And so from a nihilistic standpoint, I, I, you know, I'm just like, yeah, but you don't like... <laughs> You have to believe in something. Even I don't give a shit, even if it's how to park better right now. I think that's important because then that informs all these other things in your lives. Once you start to understand something as stupid as that. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's my cool. answer. I, I, like, I, I like didn't that. know I was going to get to the rest of the answer. I thought it was going to be a total throwaway. <laughs> so there you go. And then lastly, potentially most importantly, cake or pie. Cake or pie? Oh man, goddamn, that's hard. <laughs> um, oh, shit, <laughs> that's literally stumping me. That's the hardest <laughs> yeah. one. Um, was, um, okay, so just because we've gotten more into baking and more being able to make stuff and all that, I'm gonna say that pie is better. Although I love, I probably like cake more, but at least for pie, at least you can, you can make shepherd's pie and you can make other types of pies. And I have a home run pie sitting at home that I want to eat. And, um, I think like from, from us actually making pie, my wife and I, and like figuring out and, you know, putting our own strawberries in there or whatever the hell it happens to be. I think I'm looking forward to that more as a pursuit for the rest of my days (laughs) rather than making cake, which is like simpler. Yeah. Yeah. So pie is a practice, but cake is an enjoyment. (laughs) 
for me, right yeah, as yeah. of this point in my life, yes, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. So I guess th- thoughts. Uh, do you know about the uh, the shopping cart theory? Uh, I oh, mean, yeah, I don't know absolutely. if that's like an actual dude. Name. I'm fucking all about returning shopping carts to where they go. And I think that is in my theory originally before I was a shopping cart theory was like the bathroom theory It's like, you can tell what, in my opinion, you can tell what kind of a person someone is by how the bathroom looks before they got in and after they left mm-hmm. like a public bathroom. It's like, if they're throwing trash on the floor, if they're not putting the seat down, if they're pissing all over it, if they carve their name into the wall, if they left the water running, there's like, you know, there's a hundred little interactions you have with that space that is preparing it for the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's a very good person. And I, what she would, what she told me one time, probably multiple times when I was a kid or whatever, she's like, if I see all of the trash on the ground, sometimes I just like to clean it up and just like make it nicer in here. I know it's someone else's job. I know that it's, I don't have to do that, but I like to pick up the little stuff and just throw it in. And she's not like a neat freak or clean freak or anything like that, but she's just like, it just makes me feel better that this is going to be a little bit nicer for the next person who comes in. And I think that is how we interact with the world in general. Mm-hmm. You know, not people who have, not CEOs who, who can <laughs> actually creating trash and all this shit. But, you know, you mean normal people that are just like mm-hmm. interacting with the world. Um, and I think that's very important, pack it in, pack it out sort of concept. And especially with shopping carts. I hope that's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, like... Yeah. Y- there's basically how it's stated is like, there's no, there's no, um, recompense. There's no monetary. You don't get money back in America, at least in other countries mm-hmm. you do, but you don't get money back for returning it. Right. No one's going to do anything if you don't return it. You are only doing it because you want to participate in a community of people who do the thing that you think is better for everyone. And that's your only reward besides mm-hmm. making yourself feel better. If you're, you know, egotistical, like I am. So <laughs> you do it. And, and I think you can tell, and I've had this argument with other people that when you go into um, lower socioeconomic class neighborhoods, there are way more carts out than in the rich neighborhoods or, mm-hmm. or like the middle class, let's say middle class. Mm-hmm. And that is what I've, I have anecdotally noticed. And I was um, besieged by people saying, well, you hate poor people. I'm like, that's not quite what I said. That's not what you said, yeah. <laughs> I was saying that I think that some people don't respect themselves enough to respect their surroundings. Hmm. And I'm not saying that's their fault. I'm saying that appears to me to be the crux of the situation mm-hmm. in one form or another. Yeah. I, I so, think that might also be, uh, I mean, we kind of keep mentioning Yang, but like there is this thing about like, it's so hard to focus on community or focus on the world or focus on just like stuff outside of yourself. If like, it's so hard for you yourself to even survive. And so it's like in, in lower socioeconomic areas, so many people are just like, look, I got this thing I got to do. I don't have time to put up the cart or whatever that it's just like, yeah, I might be being an asshole to someone, but like, I got to, I got stuff I got to do or I got to look out for me or whatever that might be. There's like more sort of behavior justification for that versus like if if you go to like a middle class area or something like there's less sort of urgency just about surviving in general that like you don't 
have to kind of stress about like, oh, sure, I'll like, what is 30 more seconds of my life? Like 30 seconds of a rich person's life or a middle class person's life is like less urgent than it is for a very poor person. Uh, and so like in, in that same way of like if you're if you're being chased by a tiger or something like uh, I, I think there was like some philosopher or something that like mentioned the situation that like being chased by a tiger or something and like stopping to smell a flower or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a short story that someone mentioned. And it's like, and it was like the best smelling flower ever. And like, that's where the story <laughs> ended. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, As you got eaten by the tiger. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, so, I mean, yeah, you can sort of take those moments, but like in, in a way it, it is, it does feel like, I don't know, the people who are sort of like left behind by society, have like a different set of priorities and so it it does make it harder and that's sort of like where that tragedy of the commons thing sort of happens is that like when that sense of urgency or whenever people don't feel valued and they have to do tougher things to other people so that they themselves can survive uh that sort of scarcity mentality i feel like can lead people to like do stuff that like maybe in the long run might actually hurt them. But like, I don't know. It's super hard to like kind of zoom out of yourself. If it's like, look, man, I, I have like another, you know, I have rent to pay and like, I don't know how I'm going to pay it. And like all this sort of stuff. It's like, why, why should I care about like, I don't know, the forest getting cut down somewhere else. Cause it's like it, it doesn't affect me immediately right now. And sure. And so it, it's, it's tough in that way. And so kind of by mentioning Andrew Yang, it's sort of like if we give people a thousand dollars, that sort of scarcity men- mentality is like reduced and people are able to be like, all right, well, I at least have this and maybe I can slow down a little bit and focus on the stuff in my life that like really brings me value or really brings me contentment and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's yeah. you know it's possible, and and I definitely have my. What do you want to say? I have a take on it that is biased. <laughs> um, you know, I think people are the sum of their choices in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and I think that choosing short term, I just it's it's yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. things that we can argue about that we can't ever really get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, like, for me putting away the cart. I did it yesterday. I, you know, I drove past, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, there was some, uh, uh, there was a truck being towed. There was something being towed. And so I was paying attention to that. And then there was trash on the ground and I drove around it. Or sorry, I just drove past it. Um, and it was in a, it was, there was just like a bag of Arby's or whatever it was. And so anyway, I drove down and I had my conversation with myself for like 10 seconds and I was like, fuck, I don't want to go get that. I have other shit to do, but it is a bag of trash, which, you know, was this, much not a ton mm-hmm. um and i was like i normally would pick up those individual pieces within that bag of trash if i were walking by them that would take me six things of picking up or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. so i should take this opportunity to pick up that bag of trash because in the long run that's a much more effective use of my time than doing it the other way mm-hmm. so i drove around and i picked up the bag of trash and it took me seconds and i drove right by. i didn't even have to get out of the car or anything it was easy and 
that makes me personally feel better. That's a mm. selfish act. Yeah. It, the, the, the gain for society is an unselfish thing, but it's a selfish act from my perspective because I did it only for my own so I could brag about it talking to Santiago today, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, because I did it to, to, to re-enlist the truth of who I believe I am as a person mm-hmm. um, in that one little moment. Um, and I think that, you know, I... It's, it's hard for me to, to talk about the shopping cart without trying to grab that person by the shoulders and be like, if you were able to do this and this was something that you could have maybe everything else sucked today and maybe you felt like you're a shitty person and mm. maybe you feel like the world was falling down around you. But if I, if I could grab you and stare at you and say, like, you have the opportunity to do one thing that no one else will know that you did, but that will benefit the world in a little bit of way, something, some Mm -hmm. minute little amount, and allow you to feel like you contributed today, would you do that? And I think most people would say yes. And I would be like, just put that goddamn shopping cart away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, it'll help. <laughs> and, and so from that perspective, I think it's a maybe they don't have 30 seconds, but maybe, you know, and I'm the asshole for saying this sort of stuff. But like maybe it's because you made a lot of decisions within your life about what wasn't worth your 30 seconds. Hmm. That's what I think a lot of times. It's not always true, but I, I, that's how I see the world. Right. Because I do well, all sorts of things. All I'm doing, all, all, all of my options. Everything I do all the time is trading something I don't want to do or not don't want to do, but trading uh, current Justin for future Justin. Mm. That's it. That's the only thing I've ever done. Trade something of me now for something of me better later. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that is one of those acts. And in my opinion, there are many acts, hundreds of acts that you do a day that fit that bill. And I think that some people that would be a welcome understanding. Yeah. No. And, uh, I definitely think that if more people had that value in themselves, the world would be a radically better place. <laughs> and, and maybe it is because like other repercussions of like, capitalism and like the grind all the time sort of thing is sort of allowing us to justify these kinds of decisions. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's the same thing for me. I, I would always like, I always, and it does also for me stem from the fact that like, I, I worked at Sprouts whenever I was like, it was like one of my first jobs. And so, yeah, it's like, I, hated like seeing the one cart all the way over there and like (laughs) seeing the person who did leave it and like knowing that like you i mean it's actually kind of the opposite your your anecdotal evidence of like sprouts is kind of a little bit more of like it's not a walmart that's an uppity place no yeah exactly sprouts and whole foods and all that yeah that's the Mm. same top tier sort of place yeah and and what i noticed it was actually kind of the opposite is that like these that fucker in the bmw did it. yeah exactly and and it was those (laughs) types of people that were like eh, not my problem yeah <laughs> There's a lie that people tell themselves, and I think for most people it's a lie, and they pretend like it's not. And they're like, "Well, those people need a job to do." Yeah, and you're like, "That's not how that works, man." <laughs> there's a finite amount of theoretically, there's a finite amount of wealth in the in the world, in 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 like the U.S. or whatever. And I know that we're creating wealth and all that shit, but aside from that, in that in that very fucking instant, 
there's a finite amount of wealth. And when you do a thing that increases the wealth by like doing your part, in, sitting at home watching TV does not increase the wealth of the world in that in mm-hmm. that moment. But putting away the cart means that you don't have to do that as the Sprouts employee, mm-hmm. which means that Sprouts can save money, which means that food is cheaper. In a, in a perfect situation, food is one micron cheaper mm-hmm. when the the cumulative effect of less people having to clean up less carts happens, which means we all share in the wealth of food being cheaper. That's a better situation. In my mind, automatically goes to that nth degree. It's not mm-hmm. always true, but that's how I think about it. So I don't know. Put away yeah, your yeah. damn cart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and this this kind of connects to this other thought that I had, and it will probably last until like this second episode is an hour long. But it's like I, I mean, we're both creative people, and I think that at least coming from our conversation, it looks like we we both really want to make the world a better place. And I yep. always had this like strange conundrum within myself which is like i have all these ideas of how to make the world a better place i have all these like theories and philosophies and like i've talked to like hundreds of different people about like how we make the world a better place through this podcast because i've been doing it since 2016 but at the same time it's like i'm i'm a musician and like i don't know what kind of like value i'm bringing into the world because it's kind of like oh, man. A, it's a very like self-indulgent sort so of thing hard. but it's like yeah, 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 yeah and it's you're not shit i'm not shit none of us are shit we're all useless exactly that's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world to believe yeah so i guess like how do you reconcile the like this vision of like a better world with also being a creative a creative which doesn't necessarily like directly make the world a better place. You know what I mean? Well, I think that art absolutely makes the world a mm-hmm. better place. I don't think there's any discussion about that whatsoever, in my opinion. Um, does the art that I create make the world a better place? That's debatable in, <laughs> in any sort of shape or form. I think people that watch Brick Madness will have a good time. And I think that people who watch better will absolutely have the opportunity to live a healthier, more successful life. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Um, is that because of me or anything? You know, whatever. In part, but 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 so yes, those things are good. Being an artist, it, it, <laughs> there's this thing. Of, so, so like, so let's say I'm a total shitty at making films, right? So that means that there's going to be someone else who's going to be trying to be better than me. And there's a bunch of other shitty filmmakers like me. And so that someone is going to rise to the top of our shitty filmmaking. And then there's going to be, that's going to happen all over the U.S. basically. And so there's going to be other sub, you know, par filmmakers that rise above <laughs> the shitty filmmakers. And then there's going to be some, some ones that rise above that. And eventually there will be ones at the top who are really good at it and make really brilliant, artistic, awesome things. And I think you need shitty filmmakers like me at the bottom in this in this idea to help all the other ones eventually be good. So even <laughs> if you make sucky stuff, as long as you're not like taking time away from the people who are better at it or, or like hurting it in general, then I think you're actually in a weird sort of way contributing to what can happen. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, Michael Bay is totally a good filmmaker because he shows me what I don't want to do. So yeah, it in, works in both a weird ways. way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no. And, and that's the thing is that like, that's the conundrum. I, I argue with myself all the time. It's like, I want to put out this like emotional content for people to like empathize and like, you know, have some sort of greater sense of connectivity with the rest of the world, which is what every like piece of art does in, in some way or another. But it's like, but I'm also like just one guy. And I feel like, I don't know, this conundrum of, of like, you should take time out of your busy day and there's so many other good things you could be watching or listening to and i want it's, you to listen yeah. to me and it's like oh man it's that's so hard yeah <laughs> but, yeah that's such a that's such an endless hole of like why the fuck would you watch my shit my shit sucks compared to that you know it's but you got to do what you can do you yeah. know you have to express what is unique about you in the most effective way possible. And and I think that's, in, that for me is like where that pendulum swings back is to where it's like, well, I'm the only one who can do this like me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if you do a good job of it, then you've already won. Mm-hmm. Because there's someone else out there who would be like, ooh, I, that what that dude does is more similar to what I am as a person. That's the first time I found that. And I, and some people go like their entire lives without finding those other kindred spirits of artistic output, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I think it's, I, I still think it's crucial to try to do what you can do. And what the fuck else are you going to do? You're going to explode. Like <laughs> yeah, you're going to, exactly. okay. If you don't produce a thing that, that you feel like you need to produce or that, if you don't try to sort of motivate and talk yourself into producing a thing that is good for you to be able to produce, then like for one, other people are going to see you d- let your dream shrivel up and die. That sucks. That's, mm-hmm. that's anti-motivational for them. It also means that, um, sort of lost my train, but, uh, it, it's a net positive for you to be able to make that thing because what are you going to do? Walk around and be, a piece of shit because you you feel bad that you never got to make your art like mm-hmm. that doesn't help us that's not gonna yeah. help anyone either way and there's like, tons of other shitty people that do walk around like that and do make the world a worse place because they are bitter about it <laughs> yeah they're called hipsters <laughs> we don't really talk about them anymore hipsters sort of disappeared but um but yeah i mean that's the, the people who talk about doing the thing and how great it's going to be but never actually want to actualize it because then people could point at it and be like well it's not that good and you're like well would have been but and you're like mm-hmm. nope put up or shut up dude it doesn't mm-hmm. count until it's actually made until actually you know another teddy roosevelt quote you know it's the, the how does it, um, you know, the, the man who's actually, I'm uh, murdering it, but uh, you know, the man who's actually in the, the ring, who's facing toil, who's, who's getting ready to take on life. You know, that's the one that counts. The person on the outside commenting on it is not the one that matters, you know, basically. So like, mm-hmm. you got to participate, you gotta, you gotta put skin in the game or else it doesn't count. Yeah. And for you to be an artist. And even if your art sucks, you still got to make it better. You know, mm-hmm. you got to try. And if you don't reach anyone, then that's unfortunate. But it doesn't mean that that wasn't a worthy endeavor. I mm-hmm. still think it's worthy. If you if you turn your back on all the other things that are positive in your life just so you can do that, then that becomes selfish, obviously. But I think in most cases, it probably makes you a better person. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we need more good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and it does kind of sort of create that scaffolding that like, yeah, you do one good thing and it's like, it may not be the greatest thing that you've done, but then like you do another good thing and it's much better than the last thing that you did. And yeah, there's probably peaks and valleys throughout the whole creative process anyways, but it is like, I don't know. You, you talked about how like it took five years longer for you to put up, uh, or to put out this movie and it was kind of the same thing for me. Like I, this year I put out uh, my first album and it's ambient music. It's not really marketable, but it's just like, I just had to put this thing out because I just had this thing that was already done and ready. And I was just like, I need to get this thing out there so that I can go on to the next, to my next thing instead of like trying to think that like, well, no, I could like put out something better or something. It's like, it just, fucking do it and keep going (laughs) yeah absolutely you need a purge yeah that's super important and i would you know just as i'm thinking about this too i think it's important that as a musician you by playing music and by understanding what it does for you and how you like it and how it's built and all that shit you're like fine-tuning your understanding of how all that stuff is right Mm. Like you're getting better at understanding what good music is as you understand how music works, probably Mm -hmm. in your own understanding of that. Yeah. Which means that you're going to be consuming other music that is probably better than the music. Yeah. Than than you would have been if you were completely ignorant to that stuff, Mm -hmm. which means that you're empowering other people, even if it's not you, you're empowering them to go create the music that they want to create Mm -hmm. by being a consumer in in the the best possible sense of being a a consumer, because now you're an educated consumer who Mm -hmm. cares about more important things within the things you are consuming. So, I mean, I think that's actually a really good place to be. Yeah. I don't, also, I don't buy a lot of shitty music. I buy what I think is good music, and I think I support people that are making what I think is good music, not the the, the stuff that is like sort of has a potential to make the world a worse place. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. I got a master's degree in music composition, so it's like <laughs> I am a little bit. I, I did try intentionally to be a more educated consumer of music, at least. So, <laughs> absolutely, and like you wouldn't have done that. You know, I don't have a master's, but I have a filmmaking degree, and it's mm. because I wanted to know more about it. I mm-hmm. wanted to understand how to do it for myself and to consume it in a different way. Yeah, so you're not. I don't know. You, you're empowering other people to make what mm. is good, even if you don't make it. Then. It, it's still part of the process, I think. Yeah. And that's how we move for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if no one listened to, we were listening to the whole thing about Mozart, but if no one ever listened to Mozart, then we don't get what comes after Mozart. Mm-hmm. It's only because that happened that we got the net, that we got Beethoven, which was also Salieri's. Well, you know, Mozart Salieri and then Salieri's, one of his dudes was Beethoven. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for doing this with me. Where can we find you and your things? Uh, yeah, um, I am at uh, on Instagram. I'm at Justin Makes Movies. If you search my name, Justin McAleese, J-U-S-T-I-N-M-C-A-L-E-E-C-E, you will find me on Facebook or any number of other places. Um, have a movie called Brick Madness coming out, brickmadnessmovie.com, and a movie called Better coming out in uh, January. That's bettermovie.com. So please find me on any of those things. I would love to share my art with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I really look forward to seeing more of your stuff and seeing what other uh, 
cool things come beyond the like I mean I don't know we were just talking about like that scaffolding that is created and so it's like it looks like you're in a good place and you're moving forward with new and cool things and I know that more new and cool things will be coming from you so that makes me excited for the world in general (laughs) that's a hell of a way to put it I really appreciate that Santiago (laughs) You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom is available now, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background or show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy it on Bandcamp and get bonus content so you can sit alone in the dark with your headphones on and listen to the album in its entirety while reading and looking at the bonus content. I also make music with PowerCycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music, because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are, love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.